0: Welcome to Money in the Market. I'm Hong Bin Zhang. Lots of currency moves this week, with markets negatively affected by U.S. Fed Chair Jerome Powell's speech last Friday, where he warned that there will be no respite from interest rate hikes. And with expectations of further rate hikes in the U.S., the U.S. dollar strengthened to a fresh 20-year high earlier this week. And joining us on the phone to help break this down is Philip Wee, Senior Currency Economist at DBS Bank. Hi, Philip. Welcome to the show.
1: Hi, Helmut.
0: Hi. Okay. Earlier this week, we saw the dollar touch a fresh 20 year high. Did you expect that to happen following Fed Chair Jerome Powell's speech?
1: Well, frankly, the DXY intraday high on Monday Mm -hmm. was only a tad higher than the peak in mid July, Mm -hmm. you know, 109.5 versus Mm
2: -hmm.
1: 109.3. But let's, you know, uh, go with the takeaways from Jackson Hole. Mm -hmm. I think, firstly, the Fed really didn't like the markets pushing for rate cuts uh, next year.
2: Mm -hmm. So
1: uh, it signaled very strongly that it wants to hold rates Mm -hmm. once it paused. Okay, the other thing is that uh, even if uh, CPI slows again, on 13 set.
2: Mm-hmm. It's
1: not enough for the Fed to lower its uh, terminal rate of 3.8% for next year. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're going to get a preview today, uh, mm-hmm. ISM manufacturing uh, PMI survey. Uh, mm-hmm. We have the prices paid. I think market is looking for it to drop again
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: in August. Okay, so I think the market at this point is also thinking uh, whether you know uh, they should be uh, looking for a higher terminal rate of closer to four percent, you know, uh, than the three point five that they were thinking of before Jackson Hole.
0: Mm. And with those expectations for the ISM today, um, uh, where do you see the levels for the dollar to go? Will it strengthen or weaken?
1: Well, um, markets are definitely bullish after Jackson Hole, but uh, the X Y, you know, uh, if you look at it closely, it's struggling to break higher, especially uh, above one ten. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, it has been stuck in this one o five, one o four point five to one one nine point five range mm-hmm. in the past two months, uh, despite the two seventy five basis Fed hikes in mm-hmm. June and July. Yeah, I see several reasons. Uh, first, it's quite obvious: dollars overbought and expensive,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, U.S. fundamentals are not as strong as uh, they are uh, compared to the start of the year. Uh, initially, um, I think we also have to take note that. Uh, the aggressive Fed hikes we had earlier, they were effective in boosting dollars because Fed funds rates were still very low and needed to catch up with the high U.S. bond yields. Mm-hmm. But Fed funds rate is already at 2.5% in the middle mm-hmm. of the neutral range you know, and the peak of the last hike cycle. And I think the other, the other thing that markets really didn't like was Fed share power being very clear that reducing inflation would require a period of below trend growth, softer labor market, you know, and some pain for household and businesses. Right. That's why last night you saw the stock market brushing aside the stronger than expected US consumer confidence. Mm-hmm. So basically what the market is saying is, is that, you know, good data, they're going to respond negatively. Mm-hmm. And that's why you're also seeing the struggle uh, at, in the bond news trying to push higher. So I think uh, our monitoring Quite closely to see if aggressive Fed hikes mm-hmm. could be negative for the dollar at some points, mm. and one sign for this is bond yields refusing uh, to stay above the policy rate after the hike. Mm.
0: And how is this affecting the Sing dollar then?
1: Well, the thing is, is uh, <clears throat> remarkably resilient mm. uh, to the very strong uh, dollar this year. We can thank the MES and the strong Singh policy <laughs> for that. Yes. So since last October, we had four tightenings,
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: including two unscheduled moves uh, in January and July. But inflation is still surprising on the upside. So uh, I do see MES recentering again uh, in October. Mm. So I uh, hope to see... This keeping the dollar sink uh, stable in a 137. You know, we did see the 141 earlier, mm-hmm. you know, range for now. Um, for me to push dollar sink forecasts. Above 140 to 145, you know, I need to see uh, the risk of a global recession becoming imminent.
0: Mm, okay, and we are seeing the sing dollar, you know, being resilient against that US, the strengthening of the U.S. dollar, but the yen has stumbled close to four percent this month, and it's traded around the 138.5 level yesterday. Do you see the Japanese yen on course to reach that, you know, closely watched 140 level?
1: Well, 140 is very near, so uh, definitely you can rule it out. Um, but the more important question is whether you know uh, a break above 140 is enough to lift dollar yen to the 148 uh, high that we saw during the 1998 Asian crisis. Mm-hmm. You know, then again, um, like dollar index, dollar yen has also been stuck. You know, uh, in a 130-140 range over the past three months.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, if you look through all the historicals, you know, uh, whenever you see the yen. Uh, Dropped more than 10 percent in the first half. Um, you tend to see dollar yen being range bound uh, in the third quarter, which is pretty much very real. Okay. So I do see, you know, the current 130-140 range as uh, reasonable. Uh, BOJ under Kuroda. Uh, you know, appears determined to keep monetary policy accommodative. But mm-hmm. uh, Corona is stepping down next year. Yeah. So, and I do, you know, uh, I do believe that a higher dollar yen still needs higher US yields above 3%, 3.5% towards 4% uh, for it to grind higher.
0: And you know, a, a gauge of the yen's implied volatility from the options market—it signaled about a fifty-one percent chance that the yen will touch one hundred forty within a week. Where do you stand? Do you think it will reach that level within a week as well?
1: Well, I think the options market is probably eyeing uh, this Friday's U.S. jobs report. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, boosting the odds for a third uh, seventy-five basis hike mm. at the FOMC meeting on twenty-first September. You know, only a couple of weeks ago, before Jackson Hole, uh, futures actually thought, you know, the Fed would slow hike pace to about 50 basis. Mm-hmm. Um, and then maybe 25 in November and 25 in December. Mm. So the tiebreaker uh, in terms of the data will probably be the US CPI on thirteen September. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, but again, you know, I want to repeat that, you know, the Fed, you know, uh, second slower uh, number is not enough for the Fed to lower its commitment to controlling inflation
0: Mm. and let's talk about the euro now the euro (coughs) it climbed past parity against a softening dollar yesterday you know tables tables were turned between those two currencies and that's that was ahead of a potential supersized rate hike by the ecb is the rise in the euro short-lived or where is where is the euro headed now
1: Okay, EU is interesting because uh, it reflects the monetary divergence story
2: mm-hmm.
1: turning into a convergent story. Mm. Okay, uh, apart from the Fed, actually next week we have RBA, BOC, ECB you know, meeting and they are likely to emphasize that they share the Fed's priority to prevent inflation expectations from becoming entrenched. So, uh, if you look at the euro very closely, you know uh, it actually it's actually fluctuating around parity mm. in the 0.99 to 1.01 range. All
2: right. Um,
1: like, you know, so yes, you know, the market is thinking that the ECB might hike 50 or 75 basis, you know, at uh, next week's meeting.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. So, and today we're going to get the eurozone CPI is probably going to um, be strong on the upside, just like Germany's,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but ECB. The thing to take note is that Fed rates are at neutral. ECB only started hiking in July,
2: mm-hmm. and that
1: only ended negative rates.
2: Right. You
1: know? So at 0%, the deposit facility rate is still somewhere from their 1% to 2% neutral range. Mm. And then it's even further away if the ECB starts talking about the need for rates to be restrictive. Mm. So yes, the sentiment for euro is bearish. But I don't think it's a foregone conclusion, you know, that it would dive below parity just mm, yet. Yeah.
0: Okay, okay. And for the Chinese currency, too, it's, it's fallen about 2.4% this month. And the country has set a stronger-than-expected currency fixing yesterday for a fifth day. How is this helping the Chinese yuan?
1: Yeah, Siri wants to answer. <laughs> okay, uh, let let's get back uh to the Chinese yuan. Yes, China, you know, uh, is concerned about the latest speculation uh that dollar China can break above seven. Uh, like or not, uh, there is a policy divergence story that's emerged,
2: mm-hmm. you know,
1: because China's, of China's, uh, records and of course the Fed's, you know, renewed commitment on inflation. Mm. Um, but at the same time, I think China is, Starting to work towards stabilizing the economy,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and that might also include the exchange rate. Mm-hmm. You know, especially when you think about the Communist Party Congress that's coming in October, mm-hmm. when President Xi Jinping's uh, term get extended, you know, a third time. So according to our model, um, you know, the fair value of dollar China should be in the six sixty to six ninety range. Mm-hmm. Uh, we calculate that from the relative performances of equities and bond yields. In the US and China, and how dollar China is performing against the dollar indices for developed markets and for East Asia.
0: Okay. Thank you so much, Philip, for yes, breaking thanks. this all down for us. Thank you. We've been speaking with Philip Wee, senior currency economist at DBS Bank. Stay with Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.